Hey, hey, a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds with the right plan and mindset anything is possible. I'm Jennifer Dawn, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast. I'm really excited to be joined today by my guest, Jamie Lerner. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you for inviting me. I am so excited to talk to you today because I was on your website and reading all about you. And one of the things that I saw was how you're super good at reframing things. And I think that ability is so very powerful. And we're going to talk about that today. But before we jump in, I would love to ask you, would you mind just taking a couple of minutes and sharing who you are, where you come from, and tell everybody a little bit about the work that you do? So I am now a well-being therapist. However, I started out as a psychotherapist and realized that, that there was another way to assist people other than asking them to constantly look back. So mm. um, now I do something very different, which is I assist people in assisting themselves and getting from where they are in this moment to where they'd like to be. And it's... Um, I'm finding that it's a really fun and easy process for people once they understand that we can be here in this moment and move forward without looking back. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. It's so funny. I was literally just coaching a client this morning and um, this particular client, they're always looking backwards. They're always looking at the past and one of the things I was sharing with them, I've been with them for a while, and it was like, I'll know when healing has happened, when I don't hear you always going back to the past, because it's just like going back, going back. And when you're always going back to the past, how how can you look to the future? And so I would love to hear your take, because this was literally just happening to me this morning. What happens when we're kind of stuck in the past? and And how do you help people to kind of stop looking backwards and and start to look forward? Well, I I think that we're trained from a very early age to to look back. And I also think that when you give people the option to kind of leave what happened then behind and just look at the here and now in this moment and what could be possibly forward, I think that that's helpful. People need the permission. They need to know that that is all very possible for them. If people still want to look back, though, and I do find that sometimes it's a, an unconscious pattern, then I ask people to do so from their adult here and now perspective. Because if we were to look back from where we are right now, the whole thing would look very different. And from that place, I think we would really be able to see our power. And a lot of our personal power as our now comes from what was then. But how can we reframe it in such a way that it assists us in moving forward to what we actually want for ourselves instead of holding us back and it becoming our excuse for 
things. I know there's going to be somebody listening to this and they're going to hear it and they're going to go, wait a second, you know what? I find myself looking back and talking about the past all the time, maybe more than they even realized. And if you're hearing this and you start to realize, oh my goodness, you know what? I'm spending a lot of time living in what happened. What would you recommend, Jamie, as a next step for a person who is hearing this and says, oh, I have some newfound awareness around, wait a second, I think I'm looking back maybe more than, maybe more than I want to be and not realizing it, right? Right. So, I mean, I think the best thing that we can do is be very gentle with ourselves in the knowing that we have just become aware of something that we were not aware of before. And the next thing we can do is understand that we have a choice because having a choice is important. We can make the choice to catch ourselves and say, oh my goodness, I am going backwards, but where do I want to be in terms of going forward? And just the question itself, I think, helps us shift our attention forward. So it's kind of giving ourselves permission, once again, not to beat ourselves up, not to be upset with ourselves, but to just kind of embrace the awareness and then choose what we want to do with the awareness. And for some people, they would say, I'm going to be stuck and that is serving me and I'm going to fight for my limitations and, you know, I've created an entire identity out of this and don't even try to take this away from me, but that's a choice. Or it is a choice. <laughs> or, <Yeah>. or, <laughs> you know, I think we're all doing fine. And then there's so much more. And that's also a choice. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. I love it. Because one of the things that I see and work with a lot is, I love what you're saying, Jamie. It's like blowing my mind, which is really great because it, it's so powerful because it truly is a choice. And the way that we choose to look at things is also a choice. So we can look at things in our past or things that have happened to us, and then we can choose to use it to empower ourselves, or we can choose to use it to limit ourselves and to be more in that kind of victim mindset where we're powerless to control the things that are happening. So you are great at reframing. So I suspect you probably work with this a lot when you find yourself in a victim mind, mindset. Sometimes the reframing can be such a quick, easy, not always easy, but quick, powerful way to feel better, like fast, when you look at it in a different perspective. And so what are some of the, well, I would just love to hear from you as far as just like, what are some strategies or some tips that you could share with the audience on how to reframe some of these things that are in fact keeping us stuck? Well, I think it's really important to understand that for a lot of people, this is their identity. And so it's scary. In many ways, we're asking them to give up who they think they are. And that in itself can be very difficult. However, you are not your past. And for most people, they actually know that. And the other thing is, I think a lot of people don't believe that we're here to live a joyful life and to feel good. So we also have to give people permission to feel good. That is not something that um, the society applauds. The society applauds the victim. So people get a lot of positive reinforcement for talking about all the negative, horrific things that have happened to them. 
but people don't feel good being in that victim role. So once again, it's a choice of which feels better. You know, it's, does it feel better to sit in a place where you feel that you're a victim of everything, whether it's your relationship, your job, your society? I mean, or can you reframe your current situation, which is really just how can you look at the situation in a different way so that it feels better? So the situation is not going to change. If you're sitting in traffic, you're sitting in traffic. But what you're doing in traffic when you're sitting there, that could feel a whole lot better. And then you aren't a victim to sitting in traffic or to being in a relationship or to being stuck in a job. So these are choices that we can make for ourselves. And first to identify that, yes, we are in a situation. How are we choosing to feel about the situation that we're in? That's the joy. Yeah, I love it so much. And so I want to get into a little more of the nitty gritty because I know there's going to be people who are going to be listening to this and they're going to go, oh, that sounds great. But how? How do I reframe? So I'm, we'll use traffic. That's a great, great one. So I'm sitting in traffic. I maybe need to be somewhere. I'm late. I feel myself getting really angry. I start feeling sorry for myself. I start feeling powerless because it's just like, I'm going to be late to my meeting and I can't control this traffic. So how, how would we reframe that? I know what I do, but I want to hear from you. Like, what would you do to reframe that so that people can start to kind of understand the actual how to do this? Well, I think the first thing to do is laugh because once you become aware of this whole drama you're creating for yourself around the situation. And it's probably super familiar because you probably get triggered and go there right away and it takes on a life of its own and it becomes huge. And you know, then do you need to laugh because it's actually ridiculously funny. And then maybe take a deep breath and then make a choice about, you know, okay, you're an hour and a half away from work and you are going to be late. And what do you want to do with that hour and a half? Do you want to listen to a podcast? Do you want to return phone calls? Do you want to look out the window? Do you want to listen to music? Because either way, you're going. So you can go happy or you can go miserable, frustrated, feeling like a victim. It's a choice. We have the choice. Which feels we always have a choice. That's so We true. always have a choice. And most people don't really believe that. They feel like they have no choice. Yeah. So it's about personal responsibility, which is tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. All right. So our pod, <laughs> no, it's, I agree a hundred percent. Our podcast is happy productive. So we talk about productivity and one of the things I hear so often myself saying and my clients saying is I don't have enough time or there's not enough time in the day. So I would love to hear your take on ways that you that could be reframed. How would you reframe that one? Well, first of all, we say all the time that we don't have enough time. So I would I would ask people to catch themselves in that messaging. So literally you're reinforcing that statement over and over and over again to yourself that you don't have enough time. You don't have enough time. But in fact, you know, time is a delusion, first of all. And second of all, We have a choice to prioritize ourselves, which mostly women are not good at doing. So if we would sit with ourselves the first few minutes of the day and address ourselves in some loving way, some nurturing and nurturing way, I think that that would be really helpful. 
because we might be able to give ourselves permission to carve out some time for ourselves in the day that we're actually needing in order to address all the other people that we are going to be uh, assisting. And when we do that, then we are so much more effective for ourselves and for everyone. When we do something for ourselves in the morning and then go to work, we go to work feeling pretty good and we have something to give at work or with our children or in our relationship. However, I think for women in general, um, we have a tough time giving to ourselves. And then we're always resentful that we are not being given to. So Mm. I tell people, think about it as give yourself the things that you would like others to give you. Kind words would be a a good start. Kind words are a great start. I love that. One of my favorites, and I'll just share it with everybody who's listening, is I always flip that. And I've just trained myself to, whenever I find myself saying I don't have enough time, I always flip it to I have all the time I need. And it's just a couple words in a different order is all that it is. It's wonderful. But I love what you said, because it's like we keep reinforcing this negative message. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And so it becomes our reality. But if we can just change a couple words, I have all the time I need, and start to now play that record and reinforce that message. And then slowly, it truly does become our reality because we are now telling a different story. That's perfect. And what a wonderful example. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're listening today, you know, I just want to share this because so often if we can bring some awareness around the story that we're telling, right, that same thing that we're just repeating over and over and over in our heads. And I will usually work with my clients and I'll have them write it down so they can see it in front of them. And then we just delete a word or replace a word or we change I can't to I can. We just drop the NT, just drop the, the not. And it's sometimes it's very minor changes to the story that we're telling that literally can flip it and become this whole new empowered reality just by changing the order of a couple words or dropping a word. That's it. Absolutely. And once again, society does not reward people for having time. They reward people for having no time, being busy, being stressed out, being whatever all those messages are. But None of that feels good. And none of that is helpful in being productive. We are not productive when we're disconnected from ourselves, which is, I would say, 99% of the time when we're just on autopilot. It's so true. Because when you think about it, it's like, oh, you have plenty of time. Well, what's wrong with you? You must be lazy. You must not be successful. What are you doing with your life? Like, why aren't you busy, right? It's almost like a negative thing if you have enough time and you're not busy. Yes. Yeah. So, So, (laughs) yeah, go ahead. (laughs) It just doesn't support us in any area of our life. That's right. Agree completely. Yeah. And then you mentioned that, you know, us being so disconnected from ourselves. So, I'd love to hear what are um, a couple of ways um, that you suggest to help us get connected to ourselves? What are some things that we can do every day to get that connection with ourselves before we go out into the world? I think that sitting with ourselves is, is wonderful because, first and foremost, it reminds us that we are important and that we matter and that we count. 
but also I think people are unaware that they're disconnected. So when you are judging someone else out in the world, what they're wearing, what they're saying, what they're doing, I think that is an indication you're disconnected in this moment. And then to ask yourself after you're aware of it, what can you do in this moment to hook yourself back up? I think that's also very helpful. You know, and to kind of be light about it because for a while you'll be finding yourself judging everyone and everything. And I think that that is fine. But with that comes a choice. To become connected to oneself feels so good. We are not judging ourselves. We are not judging anyone else. That's so much better for Yeah, I agree. It's like making the choice. I'm going to try to control everybody else and judge everybody else (laughs) instead of, right? Instead of looking inward and making the choice to work on me. Um, I love that because as soon as you find yourself, you know, pointing that finger, what is that? You point a finger, you have what, three or four pointing back at you? Like as soon as you're in that space of looking what everybody else is doing wrong and you have, you've made a choice to be in that space and to focus your attention on all those outward things and you're not focused on yourself. You're not focused on the role that you're playing. You're not making a choice to be connected with yourself. And at the end of the day, we always have a choice. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Right. But be light about it. We must be light about it. We must have a sense of humor about all of this. None of this needs to be heavy. It doesn't need to feel like work. It's just about something I I call loving curiosity. How can we be loving with ourselves and curious and reframe situations that support us in our hearing? That's it. No big deal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, so powerful. And it doesn't have to be a big deal because we can always make a choice. Um, I'll share with everybody who's listening. If you listened to my show before, you may have already heard this, but one of the things that I will do, this is one of my go-tos, is when I'm having a bad day or everything feels like, ah, it's all off the rails or I'm whatever, I will go and I will watch, or in traffic, I've done this in traffic many times, I will go watch the audition video for Susan Boyle when she auditioned for <gasps> America. Oh, I love that. Right, oh right. That when is she auditioned. Wonderful. Right. I don't know if it was America's Got Talent or American Idol or one of those, one of those is, but it's a Susan Boyle audition video. And she was 47 and she walks out on the stage and everybody is laughing at her. I mean, the entire, the judges, the audience, everybody is laughing at her. They're shaming her. They're just like, there's no way this person can do anything at all. And, and she goes on to just bring the house down. And it always inspires me. I'm like, if Susan can get out there, 47, you know, everybody laughing at her and just rock the room, I can deal with, because generally I'm not in front of a room of people shaming me and laughing at me. Rarely does that happen. Hopefully it never will. But, you know, when you look at whatever it is that's going on in your life, versus standing on a stage, you know, at an audition in front of all these people laughing at you, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take what I'm dealing with right now versus that. (laughs) And then to just see her just, you know, just do what she does so naturally and so beautifully and just and and change the entire room in the minute, you know, two minutes that she's singing, she completely changes the whole dynamic of the whole room and, and has people, you know, doing a standing ovation for her. And she goes on and now she's worth like, you know, $10 million and has all these albums and, and, and got her dream. Her dream came true. 
So that's one of the things I love to do. That's wonderful. Right? But it, it starts with a choice, which is what you said, which is so powerful. It starts with a choice of saying to yourself, I'm not going to stay in this and let me do something to reframe, change my perspective, change my state, laugh, cry, be inspired, do whatever you got to do to get out of that funk or that place that you're in. But it starts with a choice of like, you know what, let me go watch that Susan Boyle video and let me make myself feel better. And sometimes I watch it three or four times in a row. And then when I feel better, I'll be like, okay, now I can go tackle whatever I got to go tackle, right? That's right. And sometimes the choice is to choose to stay the victim, but at least you've made the choice. And I applaud that for people. So if you're choosing to be the victim, you're not, the victim. but it's, a, but it is a choice and it feels different when you know you've chosen it. You know, you have the ability to think something else, create something else, feel something else, but you're just going to stay in this place of misery. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Good for you. And it's yours. I do that sometimes too. No, really. (laughs) I do that. I do that sometimes too. And I will say, all right, I'm going to let myself be a victim. And I set a timer for 17 seconds. I don't know why 17 seconds. I just am like, I'm going to give myself 17 seconds to be woe is me and feel sorry for myself and just be in it and be like, ah. But when that timer goes off, all right, now I'm going to put on my big girl panties and off we go and I'm going to reframe or do something. And I share that with you guys listening too, because it's like, sometimes we do need to allow ourselves and, and I'm not saying everybody has to do 17 seconds, but it works for me. I've found something where it's just like, okay, I do want to give myself permission in those times where I do want to actually just, I'm choosing to be a victim and to feel sorry for myself. But I also make the choice that I'm going to set a boundary on it. I don't want it to become who I am and I don't want it to consume right. me. I, I will allow myself to stay in that state, but not not for long. That's that's the boundary. That's the choice. Excellent. Yeah. Very good. Uh, mm-hmm. This is such a great topic. I love. Jamie, tell me, let's just one final thing I would love that you would like to leave with our listeners today on this topic of reframing or that you always have a choice. Is there any final thing you'd like to share? I'd like to share that if you can't do it tomorrow and you can't do it the next day and you can't do it the next day, try the day after that because it's moment by moment. There are no consequences. There's only outcomes. We choose it all and all is well. You know, it's um, you deserve to be connected, happy, create a wonderful relationship with yourself and other people which is completely available to you. And the only thing that you have control over is what you're choosing to think about and how you're choosing to feel. And other than that, you have no control. So I love it. Step into it or not. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So will you share where people can find you and also tell us a little bit about your book? The book is The Ever-Loving Essence of You. It's available on Amazon. It's um, a book. It's old. It's an old book, but it is such a timeless gem of a book. I read it every month. And it's just how to create a long-term connected relationship with yourself. And you can open it in any page and there's just some exercises and it's it's a great book. And I have a website. It's uh, jame-lerner.com. Fabulous. Jamie, thank you so much for being here with me today. There were so many 
great, powerful, powerful things on this show. And making a choice, it's one thing I've always believed in, but I always love hearing it. It's like, every time you rehear it again, you're like, yes, yes. It just, it so empowers me to have that reminder that we always have a choice. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. All right, you guys, please take something from today's episode and apply it to your life. If you are, maybe you're sitting in traffic listening to the podcast and you can like <laughs> reframe that. Or if you find yourself stuck in any kind of a victim mentality, hopefully something from today will help you shift out of that. Or I'm sure some of you probably are right now watching the Susan Boyle audition video. I promise you yes. it's a great way <laughs> to just get yourself re-inspired and re-motivated. If she could do it, we could do it. All right, you guys, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for being here with us and get out there and have a happy, productive day. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. the She Leads Podcast Network.